We are valuable people. We're not numbers. We're not ledger entries. We could never be replaced with AI or with any technology or anything else. You are unique. You are uniqueness. Your consciousness could never be bought or sold. It's priceless. I see you and you see yourself and everybody sees everything. And who is anybody kidding? The purpose of this show, smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. It's to give you some encouragement, a little chuckle, some recognition, some daily inspiration to uplift you as you start your day or end your day or any time of day and to help you get your best foot forward because your value is appreciated here. If you're a small business owner, a wage worker, or someone trying so hard to make it in these challenging circumstances, you are such a hero You are the heroes and the heroines of this show's story, regardless of your political affiliations or your religious beliefs or your traditions or your tribes. You are the value in life. You are the value because you're alive and you're the value in the economy and you're seen. In a world of destruction and degradation, you should be seen for the value that you are and the value that you make. If you're working a job and you're homeless or houseless and you have to live in shelters or cars, this podcast is dedicated to you because your resilience is recognized and you're not alone here at all. Different people do different things when they wake up. You know what I do? I smell the inside of my nose and then I hold on to the bed and make sure I'm really here because it's so hard to believe it. And then I exhale. And I step outside and make sure the stars are still where they usually are. They usually are. It's a moment of quiet, anxious wonderment every morning. And I suppose one might say I'm an empiricist. Things are what they are. But that's a a pretty scary idea for a lot of people. How you doing? It's me, Herschel. Herschel Sterling. Commercial Herschel. Sometimes known as controversial Herschel, always known as reversal Herschel, so don't find out, but hey, guess what, got a new follower, Chris Mann, the Movie Man podcast, and he reviews movies and all things about movies, he's the Movie Man, he's Chris Mann, with two N's, Chris Mann, welcome Chris Mann, today, 16 of Flash Fiction, February, 29 new stories in 29 days. It's all downhill from here, because we're all the way halfway through. Isn't that great? I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. So today's story is called A Sprocket for Flannery. Adventures in Altered Atmospheres. Can you guess what it's about? Can you guess what it's about? First of all, I'm going to warn you going in. Trigger warning. Flannery is an ornery old wart. He's He's just a really egotistical guy. So be prepared for old Flannery. Because he's just a real, just a real kooky guy. All right. You ready? Here we go. A Sprocket for Flannery. Adventures in Altered Atmospheres. 
there was that dark line of thick, shallow black clouds. It was no telling where this cold was coming from. It was otherworldly. The usual wind that initiated down that side of the range met the odd front, and what was once a clear path has now collided and locked the cool air in place, and those thick black clouds just hang there, cooling. Wild gusts slam flat surfaces, tear roofs, and break branches. Tons in mass are moved throughout the course of the day. The illusion of safety exists to be mocked. Hey, can you find me that sprocket or not, Flannery asked Sherman, who's the operator of the parts campus. I've got to get authorization before I can give a sprocket like that to you, Flan. You know that, buddy, Sherm says. Well, what's the status then, Flannery asks. You'll know when I know, Sherm says. The heck you need a sprocket like that for anyway, he adds. We have to try to do a moving dock to a small bubbler with a slight spin to it, he says. And they ask you to help them with that, Sherm asks. Who the heck else are they going to ask? Are you kidding? Tell me who else can do that, Flannery says to Sherm. Sherm responds, look. They make me report everything you do down here. There must be a reason for that. Of course there's a reason, Flannery says. Of course there's a reason. It's because they're taking note, Sherm. They're getting lessons. They're self-improving by watching me, Sherm, Flannery says. What the heck else did you think was happening? Sherman looks away from Flannery. He tilts his head. I guess it depends on how you look at it, Flann. Flannery steps back from Sherman in disgust. He looks him up and down. In your best lifetime, Sherm. In your best lifetime, Flannery says condescendingly. There's a buzzer and an audio announcement. Stock order F3122. TY approved. Adding urgent. Expedite stock order F3122. TY Expedite stock order F thirty one twenty two TY. Sherm hesitates. He looks at Flannery in disbelief. He takes a box and hands it directly to him. This is an expedited item. Paperwork on this item is deferred for forty eight hours. Okay, Flann, good luck. Flannery says back to Sherman childishly, "You good luck." As Flannery walks away, Sherman is shaking his head. I don't know he says. The black cloud line is starting to roil. The range wind is frustrated and rearing at the odd front. The front is a bulldog feigning disinterest. We got this thing. Let's go, Flannery announces to the floor team. We should get this completed for the next pass for sure, Engineer One says. Flannery and two engineers quickly do an assembly for this operation. They place the assembly into a pre-programmed plasma engine delivery projectile and wheel it out to the launch pad. This entire operation package is the size of a washing machine and it moves as easily. Engineer 2 says, We have four minutes to kill. Let's get back inside. 
Let's have a smoke, says Engineer One. Flannery looks at Engineer One with contempt and incredulity. Very funny, he says, very funny. As Engineers One and Two look at each other, Engineer Two rolls his eyes. Two minutes later, the three are in the Launch View lounge window making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches as they wait for the launch. About a minute and fifteen to go, Engineer One says. I wish this was chunky peanut butter, Flannery says. It's far superior to creamy peanut butter. Creamy is more versatile, Engineer Two says. Flannery glares at him with energy that melts lasers. We're at 20 seconds, Engineer One says. Flannery contains himself and turns to watch the launch. Who would have thought five years ago you could launch a rocket from anywhere, Engineer One says. The little plasma engine craft hovers for two seconds and orients itself. Then there is a small burst away from the ground, about 20, 30 feet. And then there's a screech and a thrust wave. And that thing is in low Earth orbit in about five minutes. Let's get upstairs where we can watch this thing, Engineer 2 says. The three of them scramble up the stairs, dodging and jockeying for position. There's grunting, yelling, and snickering. There is the flotsam and jetsam of peanut butter and jelly involved. They watch the radar monitors with jelly on their faces. They can see the assembly moving in the direction of the satellite. They're grinning as they see the assembly attach to the satellite and stabilize it. They celebrate. The roiling of the black line of clouds subsides. It begins to gray and dissipate. The clouds above that line appear to part and separate. The wind from the range moves freely through the valley again. The gusts cease. It's unbelievable that it's the year 2032 and people still don't know we control the weather, Engineer One says. The end. Oh, it was about weather control. It was about weather control the whole time. You didn't even know it until the end. You know what, though? You know, when I was starting to write this story, I didn't know what to write, so I just started writing prose. So then I wrote the first part where it says there was that dark line of thick, shallow black clouds, blah, blah, blah. Wild gusts slam flat surfaces, la, 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 all of that stuff. And then that's where the story started. Then all of a sudden I got an idea to start something having to do with meteorology and then it came to being like a mad scientist who know how to control the weather and who control the weather. <laughs> That's fun. Got some nerdy titles. Got some nerdy titles from from the from the AI. From the AI. Let's read the nerdy titles. I still think mine are better. Cloudy with a chance of sprockets. No. A nerdy tale of weather control. Schematics and storms. Adventures in Meteorological Manipulation. Schematics and Storms isn't bad. Plasma Rockets and Peanut Butter. That's so dumb. Chronicles of Techno Weather Wizards. Can you imagine, though? Like, I had to do the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because, like, if you've ever been in a room with boards, you know, like a control room, or 
you know, a room with monitors or a room that is a sound room where you have like sound equipment and sound boards and mixing equipment and all of that. Like the last thing you want in there is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like the very last thing you want in one of those control rooms or something like that are peanut butter because that it just gets on everything. Like it's just the worst. Like you get to try to clean that up. You have to hire somebody to clean that up. Oh, that's why I had to do that. I thought I had a little bit. I didn't put the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in there. I think I was probably also hungry a little bit when I wrote it. That could be, too. Who knows? But, I mean, I did this in the last, like, two hours. This whole thing. And that includes what we're doing right now. I still have to edit this. But all the the writing is done and the editing is done and the photo is done. It's a pretty cool photo this time. You got to see it on Substack. Uh, plasma rockets of peanut butter. Got that one. From front lines to frontiers. Nerds and their nebulous cloud conquests. Ingenious inventions and atmospheric alchemy. Tales from the tech front. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's a little wordy. It's a little wordy. It's not bad, though. Stormy skies and scientific shenanigans. No. Gadgets, gusts, and grins. An Engineer's Guide to Weather Wonders. Sprockets in the Storm. Navigating Weather Control in the Digital Age. Rocket Science and Rain Clouds. A Saga of a Techno Weather Mastery. No. No. How Peanut Butter and Plasma Propelled Progress. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. So there it is. There it is, people. That is Day 16. That's Day 16 of you guessed it (laughs) and now guess what time it is now it's time for the send-off but first but first i have to tell you that i'm herschel sterling commercial herschel that's me herschel sterling this is Smell the Inside of Your Nose. Do it right now. This is my podcast. You can find me all over the different podcast apps. Just look for Smell the Inside of Your Nose. You can find me at Rumble by Herschel Sterling. You can find me at BitChute at Herschel Sterling. You can find me on Web3 at, at Herschel. All the Web3 apps. All the different ones. Fountain, Noster, all of it. All of them. I'm Herschel. So that's what that is. Thanks for listening. I'm on every day. I have an intro in the beginning that's about two minutes long. You can always fast forward through that. Then I have one in at the end, the outro, or the send off. And that goes like this. This place where we live is not a joke. When I gaze at the stars at night. When I look out over the hills during the day, I'm consistently reminded that we live on a planet in space, wailing through the galaxy like a screaming rock. We're on such a small planet, in such a tiny galaxy, that no matter where we are in our galactic cycle, the universe of stars seem immovable. That's incredible. We are a moment. We are an instant. In an infinite universe, we are an infinite in an instant universe. And every event that has ever happened here and that will ever happen here happened simultaneously in the snap of a finger.
pow. The instances of existence are so close in proximity that the whole thing is a singular material event. It's essentially over already. It's hard to believe we're even experiencing it. I hope we can be here tomorrow, crazy warmongers with nuclear weapons. There are people who would say that it makes us insignificant, and I very strongly disagree. I think the fact that we are so improbable is the very thing that makes us so very momentous, because we're conscious. We're conscious beings. We're conscious beings who can observe ourselves. We are consciousness observing itself. You are each a refraction of light from a single source. You're the individual and the whole. Simultaneously, you're masterful, you're mysterious. You're a distinctive and anomalous paradox. I'd say that's rather significant. In the context of the time that our galaxy is here, and that infinitesimal millifraction of time that we each have, Within that context, the reality of your consciousness and your power to observe and to manipulate and use space and matter and the essence of your energy and your planning and time usage in this three-dimensional plane, the influence of your refraction of the source is immeasurably exponential in the cosmic expanse because it expands as far as you are able to observe into the infinite universe because your observation affects it you are rare you are not only a body you have radiance you radiate your eyes can't see the frequency but there is light you are a luminescent jewel that can shine on yourself from within yourself you are a significant Beyond the perception of anyone else, you shine on yourself while you shine on others. And what an honor that you shine on me. Now, smell the inside of your nose. Do it right now. Oh, there you go.